Good morning, everybody. Shabbos daf pei kuchazari son daf ayin tasti gemara daf ayin tasti. Merah broke down the shear in order to be chayver taking out leather on Shabbos going to be last is kamei in order to make an amulet. The gemara explained that there's no difference whether it is already tanned or not tanned. The shear is exactly the same since eventually it's going to be tanned. Allah is they are going to be chayver for the amount that would make an amulet. And the gemara base went through the difference between cloth and plastic. And the gemara explained what each one could be used for, whether it's going to be mutter to write mitzvah and that's what the gemara spoke about. On the Amun Beit, today, Rabbi Hashem, we're going to see an interesting halachas in regards to when a person carries a chatzig gregaris and a chatzig gregaris in the same helm, but whether and he takes them to do from shiurim, whether it's going to be chayv or not. That's going to be the Gemara on the Gemara on the Beit. We're going to see another mission in regards to the different shiurim when a person carries out dirt and different lime and sand. We're going to see what the shiurim is going to be. So it says the Hagi Gemara on the top of Daf Tehem and Aleph. Says the Gemara Diyoyke Deilochtev. The mission said that ink in order to write two ices. That's the shiur they're going to be chayv and shabbos. Says the Gemara Tana. You have to take out enough ink that would be able to write two letters when it's just the ink itself and not in a ink container. And to the amount of ink in a pen which would be able to write two letters. And to the amount of ink which would be able to write two letters in an inkwell. And the Rishanim explained the Rishanim where it says that when it's in a pen with an inkwell it requires a little bit more because some of it gets stuck to the side, some of it gets stuck inside the pen. So therefore when you carry out these the, the ink in these things you're going to need a little bit more ink in order to write two letters. So that's why you're going to need a little more in order to be high for itself. What's the You take out one, the amount of uh, to write one letter in a pen and the amount of one letter to write, let's say, in an inkwell. So now, could they even start? Could we even start the two shear together, even though they're not the same shear? Says the Gemara, take with the shadow remains. The Taisa explains that it's possible if you take out, let's say, the two pens and in each pen there's enough to write one letter, the Lach is going to be chayv because you have the same shear. The Gemara's just question is things which are not the same shear, are they going to be mitzvah or not? Since the, the mice were talking about ink, so the question is, they mitzvah, but the Gemara leaves off with the Taisa. Says the Gemara, right a person takes out two letters and he writes them while he and he writes and he writes two letters while he's still walking. Chayv. Says Gemara is going to be chayv because of itzah and explains Gemara because he wasn't doing any chasen even though he didn't put the letters down even though he didn't put the letters down on the ground that we know we saw right in the first part that Allah is not to be chayv and Shabbos for itzah you have to pick it up you have to do an akira you have to do avaris for change your and do anachah and put it down but says Gemara if you put it down on a paper if you write it down that is considered anachah therefore going to be chayv and again the Rishayim talk about if you need welcome dal dal that's an interesting discussion the Rishayim over here says Gemara Rama Rava Haytiyais Achas Vekasa Vechaz Haytiyais Achas Vekasa Potter let's say a person brings out the amount of the amount of ink to write one letter and he writes one letter and then he goes back. And he brings out another, and he writes another letter. So it says Gemara Pater. Lachis is going to be Pater for Haitzan Shabbos. Says Gemara My Time. Why are you going to be Pater? Because of Haitzal. Lamaisi brought out the amount of ink for two letters. And the Gemara Beidin Da'afik LeBarsayis at the time that he brought out the second, the second ink. Chasalish Shir the Kamaisi. You already lost some of the first year. And Rashi explains that once the ink dries, once the first letter dries, it loses some of its year. And therefore, when you bring the second letter out, when you bring the ink for the second letter, already the first letter, the shir, you lost a little bit of the shear, and therefore you don't have a total of two letters, and therefore you're not going to be because of Haitzal. Says Gemara again. We're trying to point out that of course you're going to be because of Ksiva, but the discussion of here is because of Itza. Let's say a person took out a Chatzig Gregaris on Shabbos, which we said is a shear for a person for Eichel on Shabbos. He brings out half of a Gregaris on Shabbos, and then he puts it down in another Rishas. And then he goes back and brings out another Chatzig Gregaris, and he puts it down and says, We look at it as if the first Chatzig Gregaris, the first half, was eaten by a dog or was burnt up, and therefore you're going to eat Pater. Ask the Gemara, Ask the Gemara, Why are you going to eat Pater? So the first Gregaris is still there. Why are you telling me that we look at it as if the first Gregaris is still gone? The first Chatzig Gregaris, I'm sorry, the first half is gone. It's right there. Why are you telling me that you're going to do Patrick because of Eitzah? And to the Gemara, this is what we were telling you. Says the Gemara, let's say you brought out the first Chatzig Gregaris and then you picked it up and then you went back, meaning so now the first Gregaris is not still on the ground. Then you went back to the first Rishos and you brought back another Chatzig Gregaris. So since you picked up the first Chatzig Gregaris and when you put the second one down, the first one's not still on the ground, therefore we look at it as if it's 
already destroyed and they're going to be potter, which is, again is interesting. Even though it's still there, it's still on the rishos, but since it's not on the ground, we don't. They're not going to be starved and they're going to be potter. Says right there, Let's you brought out chatzigaris and you put it down. You did. A, you brought it out from and then you brought out another chatzigaris and you put it on top. You didn't put it down, but you passed it on top of the first chatzigaris. Says the you're going to be chayiv. Ask the gemara about my halaynach. Ask the gemara. You didn't put it down. We know that Allah is not to be chayiv on Shabbos. Yet the chayiv has to hanach. It has to rest. And over here, the chayiv is in a rest because you just put it on top. You didn't actually put it down. You just passed it over the first chatzigaris. And it says the gemara going shavir teich shleisha. What happened was that you brought it within three tefachim of the first half, and therefore the halachas we know the concept of lavad. The lavad tells us that we look at it as if it's on the. It's, we look at it as if it's already connected. It's actually on the first chatzigaris. Ask the gemara. Rabbi teich shleisha. Rabban and tzarich and achalgami lashu. Ask the gemara. We know that the rabban and hold that even though when we say the concept of lavad on something was in three tefachim of the ground, it doesn't need dalal dalal, but still needs to be on a mashu. It needs to actually be on something. So how can you tell me that lavad's going to tell us that we look at it as if it's on the first half and you're going to be chayev? But lemaisar and hold that it actually has to be on something, even though you don't need dial since you have love it, so we look at it as if it's on the ground, but you need to actually knock, you need to be actually resting on something. And so the Gemara, like Kasha, come, Zerik, come, Maver. And so the Gemara, there's a difference between Zerik and Maver. When you throw something, stand there, but and hold, then in order to be Chayiv, we have the Chayvat has to be Nach, it has to rest, even on a culture, as long as it's on the ground. However, by Maver, where Rashi explains that, when you, when, by Havara, where you're walking with the Chayvats and it's in your hand, so then we don't need it to be Nach on anything because it's in your hand, and we look at it if it's Nach on your hand, and therefore, as long as it's from three Tvachim, or the first Chatzik Yagaris, it's going to be Mitzarf, and you're going to be Chayiv. Says the Gemara writer, Tanrabon. If a person brings out a chatzu yagaris and then he brings out another chatzu yagaris, he does haitzah and two chatzu yagaris is on Shabbos. The lach is he's going to be chayv because they're going to be tzarif as long as it's in one helm, it's in one forgetting, he's going to be chayv. Bishdei alamis pater. However, if he doesn't two alamis, meaning he forgets in between, the lach is going to be pater, which again we saw as malchikas before, whether yeshidi lachatzu shir or not. And the gemara here is assuming that there's a concept of yeshidi lachatzu shir. If you know in between that you are over the yisur, the lach is not going to be tzarif and they're going to be pater. Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi says behel nachad rishus echad chayv. Rabbi Yisrael is going to come along and tell us an interesting chiddush that this. You say you're going to be chayv. It's in one helm. That's only if you bring both chatzur yagaris to one rishus. Meaning you bring it from one rishus to another rishus rab. However, lishdei rishus. Let's say you bring the one chatzur yagaris and you put it in one rishus rab. Then you bring you take one of the other chatzur yagaris and you put it in another rishus rab. Halacha is you're going to be potter because again, since they're not in the same rishus, we're not going to be mitzdar for them. And there's an interesting discussion in the rishayim over here. Machlekes over here. Another rishayim. Whether the gemara over here is talking about putting in two separate rishus rabs or taking from two different rishus rabs. And the discussion is related to the discussion we had in the first part. Whether what is the more important component of itza? Is it the akira? Is it the picking up or the yitza or the anach? I'm sorry, is the putting down. So it could be that maybe everybody would agree that even if you pick it up from different places, as long as you put it down in the same place, you're going to be chayiv. Again, a very interesting discussion. Nushayin over here says my writer Amar Rabba. The first word of the line is Amar Amar Rabba. Who Rabba explained that this that we Rabbi Yitzchak said they're going to potter with two different rishus. That's only if there's a rishus deraisa which is separating the two rishus rabbins. Meaning we said if you bring one chatzigayers to one rishus rabbin, another chatzigayers to another rishus rabbin, is going to potter. But that's only if the two rishus rabbins are. Blocked by there's an interruption with a Rishus Hayachiv Deraisa on Shabbos. Meaning, we explained already in the first parak that there's Midaraisa is really two Rishus on Shabbos and maybe a third, which is really just a lack of Rishus. And as there was Rishus Hayachiv and Rishus the Rabbani came along and made two more Rishus, a a Karmelis and a Makam Tor, which again, interesting discussion exactly is a Makam Tor, a Rishus, or it's a lack of Rishus, and maybe Midaraisa it's really a lack of Rishus. But the Gemara's point is, is that you actually have to have a real Rishus separating two Rishus Rams. If you just have a Rabbani Rishus separating two Rishus Rams, we look as if they're one Rishus and you're going to be Chayiv. Says the Gemara, Bayan Rabbi says, No, I feel Karmelis. 
karmelis, I will piss the lie. says, no, even if there's a karmelis separating the two shus rabbis, Allah is going to be potter. Since the or karmelis is a separate shus, they're going to be potter. However, if there's a pistol, which is a long wooden pole, which is separating the two shus rabbis, then Abayah says, then we look as if they're one rishus, and they're going to be mitzdarf, and they're going to be chayed. Rav Amar Rav says, I feel a pisla, even if there's a pistol in between the lachas, we look at it as if they're two separate shus, and they're not going to be mitzdarf. Rav goes to that the man has to be mocking that he get to the wife in her rishas. And Allah if he gives the wife the pistol, he gives the wife a pole in his rishas. Allah is that we look at it as if it's considered a separate shas and he gets chal. So it says Rav, just like Legabe Gitin Allah is that the pistol is a separate shas. So to regard to Allah Shabbos, we're going to say that it's the same Allah and, and the pistol is going to have the dinner of a separate shas and it's going to be masik the two rishas rabbis. Again, we brought up this discussion. Do we say that call Turku and Yunachadu? Do we apply, do we naturally assume that a rishas, which is a, considered a property in one in one area of Allah is transferred automatically to other areas of Allah. It seems to be an interesting discussion in our Gemara. Seems to be Malchikas in the Amorayim over here. Says the Gemara. The mission said that to take this makeup, as long as you have enough makeup to put in one eye, the Allah is going to be chayv. And it's interesting. This actually kachal is actually makeup, which is called kol in English. They actually still use this for AI cosmetic. They use it as eyeliner, eye shadow. It's still used nowadays to make the eye to make under the eye a little darker. Says Gemara. But who does makeup in one eye? Why are you going to be chayv? If you take out enough makeup to do on one eye, but nobody actually nobody puts some makeup on one eye. Everybody puts makeup on both eyes. And to the Gemara, says. Ravuna because the Tznuyos they only put they only put makeup on one eye and like Rash explains that what they would do is they would have most of their face covered and only one eye would be exposed and therefore they would put makeup on the eye that was exposed so that's why Taka in those days in the olden times they would be mostly covered and the only, only one eye would be revealed and that's why they would only put makeup on one eye Meitzvah asked the Gemara this makeup, if you're using it for a four, then then as long as you take out enough of the shear for one eye, you're going to be chayv. In the kashi, but if you're doing it to dress up to put, use it as makeup, because you need it for both eyes. So that's why we have a steer. We said that in order, if you take out enough for one eye, you're going to be chayv. Here we see you need it for both eyes. And to the gemara, the son of Shmuel explained, the son of Shmuel explained, there that we said that you need the shear when you're using it for makeup for both eyes. That's referring to the people who lived in the villages, the girls who lived in the villages, like Rashi. Explains the girls who lived in the villages. There wasn't so many prutzim. There wasn't so much promiscuity in the villages, and therefore the girls were able to expose a little bit more, and they were able to have both their eyes exposed. However, the girls who lived in the city, there there was a little bit more prutzim. There was a little more there was a little more issues of arias, and that's why they had to dress up in a way that there was more covered, and they only had one eye exposed. And again, the Miri speaks out clearly over here that, like we explained, these shiurim gobas are what most people do. So the Miri says that most women, it seems, in the big cities would actually cover their entire bodies except for one eye, and that was only one eye which was revealed. And again, we brought this up in the Mishnah, and it's interesting. That it comes out that at least in the olden days there was a certain point in history or certain, that there was this phenomena where most of the women were wearing the burqas, they were wearing most with most of their face covered except for one eye exposed. Again, an interesting discussion. If anybody has any more historical information or any halachic information about this specific topic, we would love to hear. I reached out to one professor in Scranton of Jewish history and he sent me an article on the topic. We didn't have any sources about this specific phenomena, at least in the ancient times. And I reached out to another professor here in Eretz the professor of history in Bailan. We'll see if there are any sources. But again, if anybody could help, we would love to hear the ideas on this gemara. Says right there, Shava of cotton. The mission said wax in order to put on a small hole. Says Gmaratana Kadilitan up neck of cotton shell. Yain that we're referring to, and there's a small hole in the wine that type that the amount of wax to fill up that hole. Says Gmaratana Kadilitan Rasha Shavshav. We said glue in order to put on top of the wood board. Says Gmaratana Kadilitan Rasha Shavshav Shavshav Kana Shell Tide. We're talking about putting glue on top of the board that they would put. Like Rash explains, they would have a board and they put a lot of glue on it to trap the birds. So we're talking about that amount of glue, which Rashi says that it was a lot of glue that you have to put so that the, gro- the birds would be trapped. That's the amount of glue we're talking about in order to be high on Shavshav. Says Gmaratana Kadilitan Rasha Shavshav. 
Tanakh Tanakh Gedilas is Nekav Katan. Again, we're talking about filling up a small hole. Says Gemara, Tachar says Gedilas Pikor. The Mishnah said that this crushed up brick in order to make this Pikor. Says Gemara, the man would assure the Rudy Nafish asked the Gemara, you can't be telling because Rudy came along and said that Charsis is in order to make a tripod, which sounds like it's a bigger shit than Tanakhama. But asked the Gemara, we found that you're so it comes out that the Rudy Shear is going to be more than Tanakhama Shear. We, we've come out before that the shear of Rabbanon is a smaller shear. I'm sorry, it's the bigger shear. So how can you tell me that we, over here? We're just telling us that this is the bigger shear, but we found before that the Rabbanon are the ones who are the bigger shear. And again, the Rishonim talk about so just because Rabbanon before said that you have a bigger shear, so they have to always hold you near a bigger shear. But the Rishonim explained that yeah, there's this consistent idea that the the, the shear holds that you usually need a bigger shear. We assume that in the other places you also is going to hold you near a bigger shear, and the shear is holding you near a smaller shear, going to hold that consistently as well. So ask the Gemara. The, we found that Rehuda holds you need a uh, smaller shear. It's now we learned to the Mishnah. Rehuda said the shear for the rope was in order to measure the child shoe, which is a smaller shear than Tanakama. So as the Gemara, we find that Rehuda usually goes after the smaller shear. So why are we telling him over here that in regards to this crushed up brick, the Tanakama sounds like he's saying the smaller shear and Rehuda saying the bigger shear. And it's the Gemara, no, Rehuda holds the smaller shear. And when he said in order to make a tripod, he was referring to fixing a hole in the small, in, fixing a small hole in the tripod. So that is a smaller shear than the Tanakama. He wasn't talking about making the entire tripod, he was talking about fixing a leg if one of these small pieces of the tripod, and that was a smaller shear than the Chacham. Says the Hedegi Gemara, right? Tanur says the Gemara, a person who takes out hair on Shabbos, you need the shear that you would normally mix in to make clay. And says the Gemara, to make clay, last is because you need the amount of shear if a person takes out clay in order to make the goldsmith's clay, the goldsmith's pot. Says the Gemara, right? This is what he said, they're going to be chayv for lime, for lime on Shabbos, that, and we said that it has to be the shear to use for the girls, that's referring to the small finger of the girl. Says the Gemara, that's the shear they need in order to take, to be high for taking out lime on Shabbos. I'm going to read the Gemara, the Shanim girls who were growing here at a younger age, I mean, they weren't old enough to normally grow here, and they were embarrassed that they they were growing, the girls who did not have a lot of money, they would use, use lime to get the hair off, and the girls who were a little bit richer, they would use flour, they would put it on their face and they get the hair off, the girls who were the very rich girls, they would put on Shem and Hamar, the special type of oil, what is the Shem and what is the special oil, it's referring to this oil which has spice mixed in, it's referring to Shem and which didn't go a third, which again is a special type of oil, and this oil is Shem and should not bring a third, and why do they talk use it, why do they smear it, because it takes off the hair, and it makes the butter look good, it makes it look smooth, the baby had a daughter, so he put on this line limb by limb. He wanted her to look beautiful. He wanted her to look good. And he came out that Shitaka looked very good. And when he married her off, he was able to get 400 said There was a there was a non-Jew in the neighborhood. So he wanted to copy her baby. And he saw that it looked very good when he smeared, her, when he smeared his door with lime. So he he smeared the, his daughter's entire body with, with lime all at once. And says the Gemara Mesa. And the daughter died because it was too powerful. I mean, you have to do it limb by limb. You can't do it all at once or else she's going to die. Omar, so he said, Rebbe killed my daughter. Amr Abnachman Rebbe, Dishasi Shik. So Abnachman said, Rebbe, Dishasi Shik. Rebbe, who drank beer, but he wanted tafel. So his daughters need to use this sin. They need to use this lime to make themselves look good. Anand Leishus in Shikra. We who don't drink a lot of beer, our daughters don't need to smear themselves with this 
faster in order to make themselves be- look beautiful because we don't drink a lot of beer. And some of the Akhari point out that they didn't drink a lot of beer. They had wine instead because they, they had more money and therefore they didn't drink a lot of beer. So that's why their daughters did not need this. And again, it's a very interesting discussion to know exactly what the usage of alcohol in the times of the Gemara was, beer and wine. It seems that they, it was much more common in those times because that was the common drink. It wasn't like we drink wine only on special occasions. It seemed like that was the drink that many of them used to drink every single day. And I was just actually reading uh, prof- uh, Professor Chaim Soloveitchik has an entire article where he describes how the usage of wine, beer, and other alcoholic products was totally different than what we're used to nowadays because, again, it was their common drink. They didn't have all the other drinks that we have, and therefore it was much more common, and that's what we'll find in many Gemaras. They talk about the idea of beer and wine. On the same topic, it's actually interesting, I just discovered that there is a common conception, there's a common idea that Rashi was a vintner, that Rashi produced wine in order to make a parnasa, that Rashi was involved in the vineyards, and that's how he made his parnasa, that's where Rashi made his money. It's interesting, it comes from a true of Rashi that was going through, where Rashi describes how he's familiar with the process of making wine, and that's why this conception comes that Rashi made his parnasa in making wine. I just saw that Professor Chaim Salvechik says this is totally an inclusive proof at all, and he says the same likelihood that Rashi was producing and making his money in making wine, he also could have been making his money in selling eggs or selling goats, because Rashi also similar with those things, and he describes how the people in those times, the times of Rashi, that every, basically everybody made their own wine, especially in the area where Rashi lived, and therefore this is totally not a proof that Rashi made his parnasa by selling wine, it could be he just made his own wine, which is what the minig in his Medina was. So again, if anybody has any other ideas, any other proofs whether Rashi was involved in making wine or was not involved in making wine as a parnasa, we would love to hear. Says the Hele Gate Gemara Viter. Rabbi Huda Amrik Dei Lassel Kilka, the Mishnah said that we had machlekes between Rabbi Huda and Nechemia that in, for, in order for a person to be tchayev when he takes out this lime, how much does he have to take out in order to shmear this kilkel or this andif? Where is it going to say my kilkel, my andif? What's this referring to? Amarav Tzidabasi. This referring to the temples and right under the temples that they would take off, they would use the sid, they would use the lime to take off the hair in these places where they, they didn't want the hair to grow, and that's what the woman would use it for. So that's what you're going to be tchayev and take out this shear, and that was the machlek. It says more. The man with the shear of Rabbi Huda you're going to tell me that the shear of Yehuda was more. How kindly the shear of Rabbi Nafish? We find that the shear of Rabbi that the Rabbi were more machmer and the more makos. Why are you talking over here? Who has the bigger shear? And the Gemara knows Zutim Rabbanu was smaller than Rabbanu. Vinafish and Nechemia. And Nechemia, Rabbi Yehuda had less of a shear than Rabbanu, but he did have more of a shear than Nechemia. Meaning Nechemia, who said right under the temples, that's a smaller shear. But that's okay because we just found that Yehuda was more machmer than Rabbanu. We don't find that Yehuda was more machmer than Nechemia. Says the Gemara Meisvei. Amarav near and Rabbi Yehuda bechavot v'dirav Nechemia bebeitus. I said Rav said that it appears that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to chavot, which is dissolved lime, and the halacha is like Nechemia that even a smaller shear would be chay. When it's referring to Beit Zasid, which is chalky lime, which is lime which has a little bit less water, says Rabbi Sakh. Asking if you think the machlekes was whether it needs to do the temples or right under the temples. So the both of those are with dissolved lime. So how can you tell me that the halach appears like Rabbi Huda Lagavi one, Rabbi Chaim Lagavi the other? But the they're talking about chavod. They're talking about dissolved lime. Says Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi when the Mishnah said Andifu was referring to Andifu was referring to the barrel, which Rashi explained that they have a barrel with two spigots of two part places that the wine would want to come out, and they'd want to fill it up. They would fill it up. They would cover the other part with lime, so it wouldn't come out. And parses a person throughout his money, meaning where assumes if you put the lime inside, the wine's going to get the ruins. Of course, nobody's going to put lime inside the barrel. It was referring to that they would use the lime not for the barrels, rather, they'd use the lime too, and they would make a measuring cup and they would have different lines to show different places in the measuring cup. They would put the lime on top to make it very clear, to make the lines very clear. It sound like we learned to the Mishnah. used to have this clean base of which would have the shear of a hen and would have different lines, and they would have different lines to show this is the amount of shear, this is the shear you need for the par, meaning different carbonates need different things, and that's why there's this idea that you have the lime to show very clearly where the lines were. Says more everybody saying my andifa pusa. Says so another option what this Andifa and the Mishnah was, that was referring to Putz, that's referring to putting on the forehead, and that's why the person, the, the girls would use a thicker lime, they'd use it on the forehead, because it's not really a place of hair. So that's why we talk, would use a thicker lime.
time over there. Teach us which we're going to see exactly what the is and why exactly we're not darshan in public. I'm going to and a hornet came out from the wall of Machte Bandifa and it bit him on his forehead. Who missed and he died. Barmelin they set him. Mindile Dale. He killed himself. He shouldn't have dashed in public. He should not have spoken about the Mice Markov in public. And therefore he killed himself because he did the wrong thing. Says the mission of Aitra Adama Khaisa Imam to Rapid Kiva. A person takes out dirt in order to use as a in order enough to seal up a sack. Vikhamar Mikham take a chaisemagaris in order to seal up a letter. Zevel. You know, a person who takes out fertilizer, a and thin sand, in order to fertilize a one stalk of cabbage, in order to fertilize one leek, thicker sand, coarse sand, in order to put on the top of the shovel, which we'll see in the Gemara, what is referring to, a person who takes out a reed on Shabbos, has to be the amount of shit that he can make into a pen, into a quilt, if it was thick, or it was cracked, and therefore you can't use it to make a quilt, so it has to be enough of a shit to be able to cook a a egg which cooks very quickly, trufa which is already beaten up, and a snow belfast it's already put in the oven. I'm sorry, it's already put in the pot which is very hot, and therefore it cooks very quickly. So you don't need that much of a share. Says the We said in the Mishnah that you take out this coarse sand in order to put on the top of this shovel. Says Gemara referring to the amount of sand that you put on top of the side and shovel, the, the plaster shovel. Says Who's the tana that holds that pla- that sand is good for plaster? I Meaning you're telling me that you take this out. So who says that ta- that sand is good for the plaster? I'm the sheet of Yehuda. Time you learned in the Brisa, La Yasid Adam. We're going to learn about this as a Shem when we get to Mesachus Bava Basra. That Rabbanu made a bunch of Xeris and a bunch of Zecher the Chorbans that we're supposed to do nowadays in order to remember the Chorban. They're not supposed to do certain things that make us very happy. So it says the Gemara Tanya that La Yasid Adam has basically said a person should not plaster a person's home with plaster on Kain by Tevin and Chel unless you mix in a little bit of Tevin or sand because then it's not as good and therefore it would it's going to be a Zecher the Chorban. Who Who says Tevin Mutter Chel Aser? If you mix in Tevin, it's going to be Mutter. However, if you mix in sand, it doesn't mess it up enough and therefore it's still going to be. Because it makes it stronger, it makes it better when you mix in the sand. Says Gamar, so you see clearly that Rabbi Huda is one who holds that mixing in sand is going to be good for the plaster, so that's why Rabbi is a Tanner Mishnah. Says Gamar, Rabbi Rabbi says, I feel Tim Rabban. No, really, it could even be the Shit Rabban. Either Rabban held that when you mix in pla- when you mix in sand to the plaster, now it's going to be mutter to use nowadays. So you see clearly that mixing in sand is not a good thing. So why is the Mishnah telling us that the shear of sand is in order to put into the plaster? The heart's not a good thing. The tarot says, no, that feel Tim Rabban concludes that that nowadays, since nowadays Rabban made this exer, so now most people talk a put the sand in the plaster. So nowadays, since most people put in the plaster, that is going to be shear for its on Shabbos. Meaning our Mishnah is referring to after the destruction of the base of Megdash, so that's why most people would put in the sand to the plaster, even though it wasn't a good thing, even though it wasn't a positive for the plaster, but since Rabban made that takana, therefore nowadays that was common, and therefore you're going to be that's going to be the shear. And again, they're trying to point out that Lachaira, the shear only applies after base makers are destroyed. It's not a gain anymore because there's no skila. Interesting discussion in the rush. This is say enough. The reed has to be nor enough to make a quill. That has to be a type of quill which can go up to your fingers. We said that it has to go to the knuckles of the fingers. That referring to the knuckles in the middle of the finger or the place where the palm hits the finger. We said if the reed is thick, then you need to make a trufa b'shemen. Then as new we said that. That the shear is that the amount of the reeds which would be able to burn the would be able to cook this egg. Did you know? Did you hear about what type of egg we're referring to? The, the Mishnah said a beaka, which is an egg that cooks very quickly. What type of egg are we referring to? Armulay, so he said back to him, his son said back to him, Bea, the Tilsa, referring to the, the bird of this dove, this this type of 
this type of bird which cooks very quickly. My time, I'm sure you're telling me this bird because it's a small type of egg. Maybe I'll tell you this other type of bird which even has a smaller egg. Ishtik. So his son was quiet. Armalaisa said back his father, did you hear anything about this halacha? So he said back to Armalaisa, why do we call it Bay Akala, which is like the lightest egg, an egg which cooks very quickly? So he explains, so he explained to him that Chum were Mishire, that Chum evaluated this is the type of egg which cooks so quickly. So my Shinakal Shir Shabbos, Ask the Gemara, why do we say that in, in regards to all other shear on Shabbos, in regards to Achil, the shear is a Gregaris, and here we're telling you it's a shear to cook a small egg. And yeah, it was the same shear. What he was saying was that in order to cook, you need the amount of reeds which would be able to cook a, the shear of a Gregaris of a small egg, not the shear of a small egg, rather a Gregaris of a small egg. Quick, as we said today, the Gemara Lamanov brought down a discussion when a person carries a Chati shear and then he carries another Chati shear, but they're in two Rishuris, if it's going to be Chayav or Patra, the Gemara explained that it's going to be discussion whether if you have a pistol or a crown in between we saw that as going to be like this, whether they're going to be mitzvah or not then we saw that the reason why a person who put, brings out the shear of uh, one eye to put makeup on one eye is going to be high is because in the old days that's what they used to do they used to put makeup on one eye then we saw the Gemara on the base brought down the discussion between Rabbi Huda and the and Rebbe what exactly the kilka on the Hadithi was is referring to the Pop, the top part of the temple to so the lower part of the temple is referring to something else. And then we saw the mission at the bottom went through the shear in order for a person to be high, he takes out dirt. And when a person takes out reeds, what exactly the shear is going to be? And then we're a discussion exactly what that was referring to. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.